Hello, everyone, and you're very welcome to this week's Roscommon GA Memories with myself and, of course, as always, Ray Lannan, former Roscommon goalkeeper. And this week we're talking about the 1991, the 1991 um, Connacht Senior Football Final between Roscommon and Mayo down in Castlebar and what a game it was. And, uh, of course, we'll, we'll get to the finish because that was uh, the best. Well, I suppose all, all throughout the game it was a, it was a great game, but the, the finish was something else and uh, it was a great game of football, Ray. It was an epic encounter, Ray, and a titanic clash between two great teams and it'll be um, remembered for that great score by Derek Duggan to equalise the 60-metre 60, 60 kick. was trailing by a point deep into injury time. A free-in, Willie Joe Padden had fouled Roscommon player 60 yards out. Mayo had just taken the lead. Liam McHale had put Mayo in the lead, 14 points to 13 and uh, upstepped um, Derek Duggan. His Castlery teammate, Matty Riley, was standing over the free, and Marty McDermott, the Roscommon manager, shouted in instructions for Derek to take it, and boy, did he take it in. Um, kicking it into the into the breeze. Roscommon played against the breeze in the second half, and uh, he kicked one of the greatest scores in certainly in Roscommon GA history, and arguably in in GA history, Aidan, because um, Niall Morgan scored one there for uh, Kerry uh, or Tyrone against Kerry a few weeks ago for about 65, 70 meters as well. So it, it, it was a massive kick by Derry Duggan, and it it was a, a right conclusion to an epic encounter, Aidan, that nobody deserved to. To, uh, lose uh, absorbing display by both teams and Roscommon's resilience forced a replay through that mammoth kick by Derek Duggan and I suppose really when, when you look at it as well you could say that was the I suppose you know when your whole career comes down to uh, one kick uh, you know that that was the defining uh, moment for him in his career I suppose that that's uh, I mean that's what uh, he'd be remembered for was that one kick down in Castlebar and of course I suppose another one would have been the that uh, the, the great goal he scored in Crow Park but uh, you know for he was only 19 at the time and uh, to score from uh, from 60 yards out that I mean some goalkeepers wouldn't be able to kick it that far but that was uh, he just really clicked it he just really hit it on the sweet spot and uh, thank God for uh, <laughs> I suppose for all the for his teammates and for himself and for the Roscommon fans that it went over and uh, the replay was something else as well Absolutely it was a great win for Roscommon the replay but this was an as I said before, it was a. Uh, it's it swung in both directions. This game it ebbed and flowed. Roscommon had, you know, the upper hand early on in the game. Then Mayo took over for the rest of the first half. Then Mayo were strong in the early parts of the second half. And then the last fifteen twenty minutes, Aidan Roscommon through uh, John Newton and James Killoran in the middle of the field uh, took control, and that was the platform for Roscommon to go on and get a draw because they they trailed by three points at one stage. Uh, but uh, it was an epic encounter. Uh, Roscommon showed the fighting heart determination and uh, Captain John, John Newton was a captain in Killorden would turn in an inspired second half performance but just going back to the Derek Duggan point Aidan before we move on to the rest of the thing I would just see what just listen to what Derek had to say after the free he spoke to the press after the game and he said this is what he said when I looked at the last second free I thought it was out of my range but then Matty Riley told me that I had nothing to lose I put my head down I hit the ball as hard as I could I was the happiest man in the world when it went over the bar so that's what Derek Duggan said immediately after the game after after putting that ball over the bar and you know after Matty Riley and Marty McDermott had sort of encouraged him to take the free but uh, it was one of the great kind of finals for me Aidan Roscommon's performance in the second half of the 91 drawn game in Castlebar was one of the great performances by Roscommon in the championship um, certainly 
in the last you know, 30 years ago now, but certainly in the last 30, 40 years, they showed such a steel and a, a will to not be beaten. You know, they, they, they had a very experienced team, with Paul Early, Gay Sheridan, Tony McManus, Matty Riley, Paul Hickey, Joy Connaughton, Pat Doreen and Gavin, all these. Well, Ian and Gavin was just starting out, as was Paul um, Derek Duggan. But they showed a determination and a steel uh, against a, a very good Mayo team. Like This is the Mayo team that were in the All-Ireland Final in 1989, just two years previously and had most of that team still there you know the TJ Kilgallans Liam McHales uh, Willie Joe Padden came on a sub you know that massive massively strong team Noel Durkin but for Scotland to dig that one out uh, and get a draw and then go into the uh, replay and it was a great great performance by Roscommon and uh, you know it, it was uh, <laughs> certainly it was one of those uh, those matches that would stick long in the memory for any GA fans it, it would be I think it was the most exciting Connell final I've ever seen anyway certainly I, I didn't get to see it live as uh, provincial finals weren't really shown live but um you know, when I saw the re- when I saw the uh, the highlights of it that night, it was wow. You know, <laughs> I suppose you know you'd have to see the actual patient scene and being taken to to um, actually appreciate how far the the how far it was out. Yeah. But um, you know, it kind of he went on then, obviously just just digressing for a second. You know, to score a cracker of a goal, but uh, I think that was uh, his launch pad because he he was a very good minor player as well. Uh, you know, the year the previous years as well, and uh, you know that this was uh, this was I suppose the announcement of his arrival onto the sea onto the senior stage, and you know he, he went on to achieve great things, and he he was brilliant for Roscommon in the coming years, and uh, you know what what a player he was. He was, and Derek was a gentleman as is a gentleman as well, um, uh, Aidan and. And um, like he, he uh, that goal against Mead was an incredible goal. I think he was nominated for an All Star that year in 1991. He didn't get it, but uh, he certainly was in the shake up for it. He um, then played for Scammon for another maybe seven or eight years. But Derek, unfortunately, Aiden was beset by injuries, you know, and uh, it sort of, if you like, curtailed his career with Roscommon. He never really reached the heights in his later career that he had in the early 90s and I'd put that down to injuries and just hard luck um, from that point of view but it, nonetheless it doesn't in any way diminish his status as, as a Roscommon great and what he did in Castlebar that day in 1991 will never be forgotten by any Roscommon supporter no matter where they are in the world Aiden. it was a, an epic uh, score one of the great scores of all time and uh, some of the you know people that were in the know at that time, you know, for example, Jack Mahan was the chairman of the, the, the Galway County Board, um, and he had seen everything. Jack Mahan was a great footballer for Galway in the 50s and 60s, and like Castle Bar had staged a lot of matches uh, over the years, um, and Jack Mahan said that there was only one other kick in the history of Castle Bar um, football stadium McHale Park that could compare to Derek Duggan's it was a long distance free by a guy called Mick Higgins for Mayo in the 70s in a, in a league match so they, they, when you when you see the likes of historians and footballers like Jack Mahan going back to the archives to find out when was there even a comparable kick and they said that there was only one other kick uh, and that was Mick Higgins' kick for Mayo against Cav and I think it was in a league match in the 70s but D- Jack Mahan said that Duggan's kick under such pressure showed him to have character of the highest quality he, uh, so that was true he had the high, he, he had character of the, and resilience and determination and belief in himself to go and um, 
and uh, and kick that ball over the bar. You know, Paul Early said we felt going into the game that we had a team good enough to win it. We're disappointed we didn't play to our potential, particularly in the first half. In the second half, we picked it up, but we were behind all the time. So I suppose at the end of the day, we're happy enough to come out with a draw. He said, we felt that we hadn't done ourselves justice in the first half and were in a position where we could have thrown away another kind of final, but there is heart in this team and I think that proved itself today. He went on to say, we've won all our league matches and championship games in Hyde Park for the last two years and I think we can maintain that record in two weeks' time. So it just goes to show, Aidan, the belief in the Roscommon squad, like Paul Early saying, that they believed they could win the replay a fortnight later and... Uh, that's what they went on to do and we, I think we covered that game Aiden, in our Scammon GM memories last year the kind of final replay of 91 where Scammon won by 13 points to 112 sorry 13 points to 19 and again that man Derek Duggan he kicked 8 points in the replay Aiden, which is a phenomenal tally as well from 1 or 2 from play and 6 from, from free so you can argue that Derek Duggan won us the 1991 replay as well Aiden. Exactly, and as well as that, like you know, we've often heard the the saying, you know, Tony Mack was one of the best players never to win an All Star or never to win an All Ireland medal, and I think that could be said that could be said for Derek as well, and I suppose Tommy Graham and uh, many other uh, generations going from obviously forty three when the, when Roscommon won the the All Ireland last, uh, but from then until now, you know that you know there would have been a lot of uh, Roscommon players that were were. were Legends of the game, and never, never got to win an All Ireland, or I suppose to a certain extent as well, um, never got to win an All Star. Absolutely, and I think Tony Mack won one in nineteen eighty nine, didn't he? Um, yeah, in eighty nine. And Derek Duggan, I think, I think to win an All Star, you nearly, unless you have an exceptional season, you nearly have to nearly put in time to, you know, two or three seasons to win one, um, and and be consistent over a couple of years, unless you have a remarkable opening season yourself. So yeah, Tommy Graham and Derek Duggan were unlucky not to get All Stars in their time and we cannot underestimate how important Tommy Graham was in this drawn match as well and he came on as a substitute I think it was in the first half for uh, Andy Leyland and he made a big impact in the game uh, but it was young Derek Duggan 19 blessed with the fearlessness of youth it was described ensured that we would have another game to savour in two weeks time in Hyde Park Aiden. and uh, you have to give tri- tribute to Derek Duggan he strode forward composed himself and a thundering kick he put the ball over the bar and it was a fitting end because neither side deserved to lose so the football was not of all, not always of a classic variety but it was tough competitive and riveting stuff and once the teams ended um, the early off the ball nonsense which had threatened to turn it into uh, some sort of a warfare uh, we were provided with a contest to rank with anything which had gone before and that's what we saw it and it was described as that it was an epic encounter gladiatorial I would call it because both sets of supporters were involved in the match all the way through I was at the game myself the rain yeah. poured down all day Mayo beat Leitrim in the minor final easily and um Roscommon showed the resilience and the battling, battling qualities which brought them to the threshold of victory but not not, not far enough and uh, definitely deserved a, a draw um, so both teams overcame the, 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 the frustrating conditions uh, to uh, play a good game of football damp and slippery underfoot Aiden. it was a st- spine tingling last 20 minutes where the game was up for grabs Mayo had led Roscommon went into the lead Mayo led again then Derek Duggan scored the free um, Gay Sheard made a superb save in the second half from Ray Dempsey that looked destined to the top corner and that he, pu- he pushed it over to uh, uh, for a point for Mayo um, so it, it resulted in, same as 89 1989 was a draw in, in um, 
Castle Bar between the two teams uh, one nine to twelve points. Vincent Glennon scored the last. Uh, Vincent Glennon scored the goal for Scotland in nineteen eighty nine in in Castle Bar. So the last twenty minutes in, Killorn and Newton dis, uh, put on an excellent display for Scotland. Scotland were three points down and then they edged ahead. Um, Willie Joe Padden levelled with three minutes to go, and then um, Liam McHale put Mayo one point ahead with a, with a minute to go, 14 points to 13. Um, and that came from a badly struck Dermot Flanagan, 45. And uh, Mikhail put it over the bar. But then Duggan rescued Roscommon's uh, draw one minute into added time with that epic score, Aidan, that, uh, that uh, really and truly is etched in the annals of Roscommon football forever and a day. And really, obviously, as, as Roscommon fans, we would have wished uh, that Roscommon won that day. Obviously, ran out of time, but uh, I suppose when you analyse the game as, as a whole, um, we say from a neutral point of view, really a draw was a fair result, and both teams deserved um, both teams deserved a second day out. But I suppose, really, if you were to if you were to compare that kick that Derry Duggan had that day, it would be it'd be almost like um, I suppose Neil Neil Finnegan's point against um against Mayo in, in the All Ireland uh, or sorry in the Connacht in the Connacht final in ninety eight. It was uh, you know, it really was a pressure kick to draw. that was again again against Roscommon as well. Um to take it to take it to a replay in Doctor High Park. Absolutely, it was the same pressure that Neil Finnegan had, but, but Neil Finnegan was kicking the ball from half the distance that Derek Duggan was kicking it from. Yeah. He was kicking about 30 metres out. And you would have to say that the foul that Neil Finnegan got his free from would be argued in Roscommon for a long, long time. It was a very, very soft free uh, that Neil Finnegan got in Roscommon. It was similarly similar battle in 98 in, in Tume, and Roscommon deserved to win that game in Tume. They were the better team. Yeah. We we fought all the way. The lads played brilliant. We had a goal chance. Lurkin was unlucky with Lurkin Dow was unlucky with a chance. Mark McNamara saved it. Eddie Lohan put on a masterful display of of, uh, of shooting from freeze and 45s that day. He was absolutely terrific. Uh, but it was a great dogged performance by everybody, and there was common in the camp. And very unlucky not to uh, to get a victory in 98 in 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 Tume. And I think we should have got the victory. We deserved the victory, and I think we we lost out to a very harsh free in the end. Uh, Clifford McDonald was penalised for fouling. It was a jaw fouling or knife and Niall Finnegan one or the other. I think it was Niall Finnegan, and then Niall Finnegan put the free over. But it was a brilliant game of football, like Castlebar in ninety ninety one. Probably a little bit below, I'd say Castlebar ninety one because Castlebar ninety one was was an incredible game, absolutely incredible, and. Um, but you talked about neutrals, Aidan. When Mick O'Dwyer was, was at the game and he was asked after the game, you know, he was, the, he was at that time he was the Kildare manager, the former Kerry legend, Mick O'Dwyer. He said after the game, I predicted at halftime that Mayo would win this game because I thought they played the better football. But in typical championship style, Roscommon came back. Both sides played splendid football in the second half and I think a draw was a fair result. So there's neutral observer Mick O'Dwyer. Calling it in, and he used to commentate on the matches at the time for RTE. So it was, it was, um, you know, brilliant displays. Tommy Graham had a great game. Uh, Seamus Killorn and John Newton, particularly in the second half. Gay Sheridan made a brilliant save, and uh, you know, Tony McManus has ever set the ball rolling for Roscommon with some great scores early in the game, Aidan, you know, so so um, all the post-mortems I suppose would have said that Mio should have won the game, um, they played a lot of good football as well, but they faded in the last 20 minutes of the game 
And that wasn't because they faded altogether. It was faded because Roscommon became very, very strong. And uh, they would pride, Roscommon would pride themselves at the tremendous and stirring, stirring second half performance during which their commitment and spirit was without question and during which John Newton and Seamus Killorden took over at midfield. So, um, Willie Joe Padden was brought on then, Aidan, uh, uh, for Mayo, as was Sean Maher. So they took off Michael Fitzmaurice, their free taker, and they took off TJ Kigallan, Mayo did. And Mayo fans were given out because Michael Fitzmaurice was a great free taker, and Mayo missed a couple of frees towards the end of the game, and they would have said that Fitzmaurice might have scored them. But that's, that's another day's work, you know, because if, if they didn't bring on Sean Maher and Willie Joe Padden, they could have struggled either, even further because their midfield was completely out of it in the last 20. And even Liam McHale, who had a great game, he wasn't able to uh, to uh, stem the tide of Roscommon dominance in the middle of the field with with uh, with Seamus Gillard and John Newton. So it was a tough, hard, tension-filled game in which tempers become a little frayed on a couple of occasions, but the referee, Pat Egan, from Galway, was content to warn rather than to book, um, and they recovered from... Uh, uh, and when they recovered from a suspect start, it was Mayo, who was led by Liam McHale, who dominated their opening half, Aiden. And uh, McHale played everywhere. He inspired his team. Uh, he had a great game, as had TJ Kigallan and Colin McMenamin in the middle of the field. They took over in the first half, and they quickly wiped out Roscommon's early lead to um, lead by seven points to five at halftime. I'll just give you the scores, Aidan, in the first half while we're there. In the first minute, yep. Dennis Carney, the Mayo left full-back, left the field with hamstring injury, and, and Derek Duggan gave Roscommon the lead from a free. Then in the fourth minute, Tony McManus scored from play to make it two points to Roscommon, no score to Mayo. And then Fitzmaurice in the fifth minute, he got a point from a free to make it two points to one. Um, then seventh minute, Tony McManus scored a great point from play after a flare up in the middle of the field. So 3-1 to Roscommon. Ten minutes in, Tomás Tierney <coughs> from centre half back surged forward from, uh, for Mayo's second point. And that made it Roscommon three, Mayo two. Now Tomás Tierney played for Galway in the 1983 All-Ireland Final. He was a Galway man originally, but he went to live in Westport and he played for Mayo for a few years. So he, 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 was, he was a very good player. So he came forward, he scored there second point. And on the 11th minute, Ray Dempsey equalised for Mayo to make it three points apiece. And then the 17th minute, Paul McStay gave Mayo the lead for the first time. Point from play, that's Paul McStay, Kevin McStay's brother from Ballina. Four points to three to Mayo after 17. And, and on the 19th minute, Derek Duggan equalised again, four points apiece from a free. On 21st minute, Tony Mori scored a point with, when a goal seemed a possibility, but Mayo 5-4 ahead. And then 23rd minute, Paul McStay increased Mayo's leads to 6-4. to four. Uh, 26th minute, Liam McHale made it 7-4. And then on the 31st minute, Paul Early got a point from play when a goal seemed a possibility to leave it 7 points to 5 at halftime in, in favour of Mayo. And I suppose t- at half time as well, or ju- it was half time now at this stage. So just take us through the starting lineup for both teams. Yeah, well, we give the Roscommon team uh, starting out: Gay Shear in the goals, Des Newton, Pat Dory, Ian and Gavin, Joey Connachton, Paul Hickey, Matty Riley, midfield: Seamus Killorn and John Newton. Then the half forward line of Andy Leyland from Castlery, Tony McManus and Emma McManus Jr. Then Michael Donlan, Paul Early, and Derek Duggan. And the subs for Roscommon was Tommy Graham for Andy Leyland and Vincent Glennon for Emma McManus Jr. And the Mayo team was Eugene Lavin and goals, Dennis Carney, Michael Collins, and Dermot Flanagan was the full back line. Then Peter Butler, Tomás Tierney, and John Finn, the half back line. Midfield, TJ Kilgallen and Colin McMenamin. 
Then it was Paul McStay, Liam McHale and Noel Durkin, Michael Fitzmaurice, Tony Morley and Ray Dempsey in the full forward line. The subs were Frank Noon for Dennis Carney, Willie Joe Padden for Michael Fitzmaurice and Sean Maher for TJ Kilcallan. So Mayo kicked four wides in the first half for Scammon, um, kicked one wide. Mayo conceded 14 wides and Roscommon conceded nine. So it was a tough battle in the first half, Aidan, you know, and uh, both teams overcame their frustration um, and to, play, to settle down to play good football and uh, you know as I said there was obviously magic portion in the Scotland dressing room at half time because Seamus New- uh, Kilorden and John Newton came alive at at, uh, at um Midfield, so somebody sprinkled the gold of Satan, you know, as I say, and suddenly the pattern of the game changed. Newton had an outstanding second half, outfielding all those around him and providing the needed possession for the forwards. And behind him, uh, Joey Connaughton, Paul Hickey, and Matty Riley got the opportunity to go forward from the half back line with both Hickey and Riley getting on the score sheet. And they could have given a lesson to both the fo- sets of forwards with their shooting. So Mayo would, would rule the six uh, scoring chances they missed in the second half. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, Roscommon at half time, whatever was said to them, they come out a new team. Uh, the first half was untidy with many personal grievances being sorted out. The second half was sparkling. Uh, Roscommon drew level after 13 minutes in the second half at nine points apiece, and they were level at 10 points each four minutes later when Ray Dimsey, this is the save that Gay Sheridan made. Ray Dimsey took a shot for about 25 yards out, and Gay Sheridan brilliantly tapped it over Aiden. You know, it was a brilliant save by, by, by Gay Sheridan, and that made it 10 points apiece um, at that stage. So Roscommon. You know, they, they came into this game having beaten Leitrim in the first round by 12 points to 8. And, you know, they played well down in Carrigan Shannon, particularly Tony McMahon, they scored four points on play that day. Galway, they, Sligo then um, would have played Galway, and I think Galway were beaten by Mayo in the Connacht semi final back in 91. So this was still a very good Mayo team. They had been in the All Ireland final in 89. They had. Um, Many of those players still there, and people thought when they got to the final in '89 against Cork, that, that team would go on maybe win in All Ireland. So they were caught by Galway the year after 1990, which is possible. Teams can get caught the year after, but two years after the All Ireland 1991, a lot of people would have thought that if Mayo got out of Connacht and to play Mead in the semi-final, that they would have been contenders for the All Ireland as well. So it just goes to show how good this Roscommon team was. This was a f- fantastic Roscommon team with splendid players all over the field, vastly experienced players highest quality Tony McManus Dermot Paul Early John Newton Shams Killorden Matty Riley Des Newton you know Pat Dory Enan Gavin Joey Connor Gish Yearn and um, Tommy Graham of course Vincent Glennon uh, together with Young, Gun- Young Guns Derek Duggan and Enan Gavin Aiden. so it was a real shame that when we, we, we went on to win the Connor final replay the fo- follow- following fortnight that we just fell short against Mead in the semi-final Aiden at Crow Park in the middle of August of that year and when you look at that semi-final against against Mead as well, we uh, we, I, we we said it a number of times in other uh, podcasts. We we weren't that far far away. We we um, stood toe to toe with this Mead team that had brought Dublin uh, to four to uh, three or four all Ireland or Leicester final replays or even you know in in the Leicester Championship, I should say. So I mean that's uh, that that's no mean achievement, but. Uh, you know, I, sp- I suppose if we had that extra three or four minutes, maybe we would have, we would have, uh, we we might have won the game. But uh, you know, it, it was um, it was a great team. And looking at that kind of final as well, looking at both teams, you couldn't really see any weaknesses anywhere in either team because I mean, it was just so full of greats on both sides. 
tremendous pl- players Aidan on both sides I named out the Roscommon team there and all the great players but look at Mayo TJ Kilgallen Tomas Tierney uh, Liam McHale Noel Durkin Ray Dempsey all these guys had played in all Ireland finals Dermot Flanagan um, John Finn as well and then coming on they had Sean Maher Frank Noon and Willie Joe Patton who had all played in 89 as well so Mayo had a very very strong team and to many people uh, this game was as good as what had been served up by Dublin and Mead that four game epic that took place that year Aiden, you know um, before this game was coming uh, Mayo Dublin and Mead had played in the opening round of the Leinster Championship it took them four games to separate themselves eventually Kevin Foley got the goal for Mead and uh, David Beggy got a point deep in injury time to beat Dublin by uh, a point in the fourth game it was the third replay um, so um, yeah, it was it was a brilliant performance by both sets of teams. You have to give credit to Mayo and Roscommon because conditions were very poor. About thirty thousand people were at the game, and it was one of the great kind of finals. Um, and you, one thing about this kind of final, it's it's etched in the memory because it was it really was a quality game, and we've had. In the years that came after, like 92, 93, there were poor kind of finals between Mayo and, Go- and Roscommon, both won by Mayo, one in Castlebar and the other one in, in Hyde Park. So this was, this was one of the greats, uh, probably one of the best kind of finals ever, um, and Roscommon and Mayo were in it. So Martin McDermott was a Roscommon manager, Aidan. He had been manager of Roscommon for three, four years at that stage. He started in 88 and had lost to Mayo in a kind of final in 88, lost in 89 to kind of final to Mayo after replay. So at 91, Eventually, Roscommon broke their duck in that era, Martin McDermott's era, to beat Mayo in the kind of final because they found it hard to beat Mayo in the kind of finals. And it's funny, in the 70s, Roscommon could beat Mayo in the kind of finals for, for fun, really. You know, it was very easy beating Mayo in the kind of finals in the 70s, but in the, in the 80s and 90s, Roscommon found it very difficult. Lost in 85, 88, 89, and then 89, or 91 rather, after the replay, Roscommon eventually turned the tables on Mayo. So, what Martin McDermott said after this drawing game, he said, what a comeback in the second half against the wind. I thought at half time Mayo might pull away for victory but I must admire the commitment of my players in the second half we took over at midfield and we gave it everything we had this was a fighting performance and now I know we can go on and do better and go one better in the replay so that's lovely words there by Martin McDermott it really sums up the epic nature of the Scumman performance and Tony McManus said I really thought we were on the way to defeat after a poor first half, but I was extremely pr- proud of the side and the manner in which we fought back in the second half. So there you have, um, there you have Tony McManus giving his take on it, Aidan, you know. So, uh, as the man said, it was, um, it, you know, at that stage as well, Aidan, in, in, in 1991, Willie Joe Padden, who had been the great Mayo midfielder for a, over a decade now at that stage, he was coming to the end of his career. And he came on and he, he, he inspired the Mayo crowd. And whenever Willie Joe Padden came on in a big game, you probably heard it in 91 in the replay in Hyde Park, Mayo crowd used to go absolutely mad when Willie Joe Padden came off the bench. And of course, he's a legend in Mayo football, arguably one of the greatest Mayo players of all time. And you know the song, but the saw doctors will go, will beat Mayo, not if they have Willie Joe. It, it just yeah. shows he's a, he's an iconic figure in, in, yeah. in, 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 not alone in football, but in popular culture as well. And he's, uh, 
immortalised in that song really really Joe Padden the bullet from Bell Mullet used to call him and uh, he was a great midfielder gave some epic displays for me over the years none, none better I'd say than the 86 Connors semi-final against Roscommon in McHale Park where Roscommon won but Willie Joe Padden was absolutely incredible Aiden. air traffic control would have had to got involved in his display that day he was climbing so high into the sky to catch the balls he was absolutely phenomenal and only for only for Gay Sheeran and goals Roscommon probably would have lost because Gay Sheeran started to play the ball out short out to Danny Murray and other players and bypassing Willie Joe Padden because nobody could get a sniff of the ball off Willie Joe Padden he was absolutely that good Aiden. so uh, he came on and it was no surprise that Willie Joe Padden put Mayo um into the, into the into the lead in, in towards the end of that game, Aidan. So um Scammon equalised and then, then that point by by um Liam McHale put Mayo a point up with time almost up and you would have thought most people would have thought that, that was the end of it. But lo and behold Derek Duggan popped up, strode to the ball, held his nerve, believed in himself Aiden, and he slotted that ball right between the two uprights uh, to give Roscommon supporters another uh, day out in um, in the kind of final. So um, I'll, I'll go on Aidan to show you the scores the scores in the second half of the game just to, to for our listeners you know that um, yeah so we said earlier Mayo led by 7 points to 5 at half time thanks to uh, Paul Early had reduced the deficit down to 2 points at that point a minute after half time TG Gilgallan increased Mayo's lead from uh, out to 8 to 5 and then 38 minutes Matty Riley scored a point for a play for Roscommon to make it 8-6 on 39 Michael Fitzmaurice got a point from a 45 Mayo now 9 points Roscommon 6 points after 40 minutes Paul Hickey came forward from left half back he's a Kilbride man to play in Salt Hill and Galway as well he became the second Roscommon defender to score after 40 minutes he made it Mayo 9 Roscommon 7 and then 7 minutes later 47 minutes Derek Duggan scores a good point from play to cut the deficit to 1 point Mayo now 9 points Roscommon 8 points and on 48 minutes Aidan Michael Donlan popped forward he was he was right foot forward he was from Strokestown he scored equalising point for Roscommon to make it Mayo 9 Roscommon 9 so Michael Donlan was a brother of, of Damien Donlan's and played for Roscommon he was a very good player Michael Donlan played in the backs played in the forwards he made his debut in 1988 he came on for Harry Keegan in, in, in uh, Pierce Stadium against Galway and he retained his position left half back for uh, Roscommon in the kind of final of 88 then he went on to win kind of Roscommon Senior Championships with Strokestown in 1992 with that great team trained by John McGowan also included Martin McDermott uh, from Strokestown, that is Ronan McPhillips, Damien Donnan, Luke Dolan, Richard Glover, um, Tom Cox from Roos- from Kiglas, he played for Kiglas, Tom was a great man, played right full back, Leo, uh, Ronan, she- Ronan Owens, Damien Owens, uh, Flaherty, um, there was a um, Ronan Flaherty I think his name was great players Aiden, uh, Owen Donlan of course as well great player so Strokestown had some great players that time and uh, they, Martin Fallon of course played for Strokestown in 1992 and they beat the Gales Aiden, in, in Elfin in a replay I don't know if you remember that game you were in, remember you, well, yeah. you, you, were in the, you were in the minor game I think against St Dominic's on the same day if I'm not mistaken that's right, yeah. Uh, I was on the bench that day as well, and, uh, yeah, uh, Mike, uh, sorry, Mike McHale got, uh, was sent off early, early in that minor game, and it was a, it was a great game, and of course, when you're three quarters of an hour, when you're playing three quarters of the game with 14, with 14 men, it's not easy, but, um, you know, I, I think it was, uh, we won, we won in the end by a point, thanks to an Alan Nolan, uh, point <clears throat> in injury time, but, uh, I think it was a great, uh, Great curtain raiser to what was to be a good, um, 
a good senior football final as, as well. And of course, that game went to a replay as well. So it just goes to show you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was the first time Roscommon Gales senior team, um, well, they were in a final in the 80s, 80, 85, I think, um, Clannig Gale beat them easily because as Clannig Gale beat everybody easily in the 80s in county finals and, and they went on to win eight in a row Clannig Gale. We might look at that some week in as well, the great Clannig Gale team of the 80s and early 90s. But Clan- Roscommon Gales, I think, hadn't won a county final since 1980. I think yeah. they, they beat Clannig Gale in the final in 1980 after the All-Ireland Senior Final and I think they hadn't won one from um, 1980 until 1994 when eventually I think they beat Strokestown in the final in 1994 if I'm not mistaken right? that's right yeah and I was uh, I was on the panel that day as well and I was uh, in a, a very rainy a very heavy there was a lot of heavy rain that day, that day during the match um, and again, again we came out on top so I suppose you could say we we got our revenge winning that day but Tour de Strand then went on and bet us in the preliminary round mm. of the Connacht Championship but uh, yeah that that was a very good Roscommon Gale team I mean when you look at it there was uh, Benji Penny was one of the good players you know, uh, Pori Goats, and you know there was a lot of very, uh, very good players on that. Uh, Cam Dean Cliffy, Cliffy McDonald as well. So Fergal O'Donnell, Alan, Alan, Alan Nolan, Kevin Keegan, um, Kevin McStay. Yeah, the, the, it was an excellent. It was an excellent team. Christy Grogan. Yeah. Um, what do you call the guy Sweeney? Do you play midfield for you? Oh, Emmett Sweeney. Emmett yeah. Sweeney. Yeah. Good player too, good midfielder. Yeah. He was on the Scammon panel for a while in '97 when I was on it. He was midfield with Donny Shine, Lord of Mercy, was the manager. Emma Sweeney was a good player, really good player. I'm trying to think, um, Ross Shannon would have been on that team as well, Aidan, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would have been. He would have been one of our one of our main players uh, yeah. in that in that kind of era as well. And uh, you know, I have to say, like I was privileged and lucky enough to 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 be involved in the in the panel with them that year. That was my first year on the. Yeah on the squad and uh, you know it was great to be involved with them and especially like you know with the play- players like Fergal O'Donnell Cliffy McDonald mm. all good leaders on the bench you know and we were very unlucky to be bet by Turla Strand but mm. uh, you know we um, we, we just had uh, you know sometimes that can happen you, you can have a great te- you can have a great team and win a county final but just not kind of get past that mm. uh, that um, any further or whatever mm. but uh, mm. we featured heavily kind of in, in the late 90s then uh, in county finals and that so mm. uh, yeah it was, it was great it's uh, great to see players like that you know and uh, of course um, after that 94 a number of those players went on to you know county trials and all that and they made it onto the Roscommon panel no, <laughs> it wasn't surprising that, that you know the likes of Clifford McDonald, Parik Oates was on it that mm. year uh, Fergal O'Donnell you know all these players were you know got on and played very well in the national league and championships there after that but um, I suppose another player that, that uh, went on to, to, to uh, he, was a, he was a great minor a teammate of yourself Dermot Washington um, was a great minor and then he was brought straight into the, the uh, senior panel the following year and just didn't work out for him didn't it and probably went in too quick I'd say Dermot did you know because like senior football it's a big um, step up from minor and under 21 and you probably need uh, maybe a couple of years a year of a break maybe before before you go in, but I think responsibility was thrust on him too early. You know, he, he became a first teamer in '94 in against Leitrim up in Hyde Park, and he was taking the freeze. And I think he was taking long distance freeze early on, which didn't suit him. And then he um, missed one or two long distances. Whereas Derek Duggan came on then and started taking the long distances, and, and Derek was more adept at long distance freeze. So it just didn't work out for Dermot on that particular day. And then injuries and everything else got in the way after that day. And so, but Dermot was a great footballer, and he just had an unlucky start to his career. It was coming. They happened to lose that game 
to Leitrim by a point. If they'd won that game and got to the Connor final, Dermot could have been playing the Connor final and, and, and probably would have won it. You know, they'd be playing um, Mayo, which is a very poor Mayo team at the time. Scammon could have won that one. And that game against Leitrim would have been well forgotten about, you know, because anybody can have a bad game, as you said earlier. Dermot didn't have a too bad of a game. He just got long distance frees early on that didn't suit him. And then it sort of, he sort of got. Um, lost confidence because of that. But he scored a very good point in the second half and then he was taken off, which was disappointing for him. But Durham was a great, great player and who can forget his great performance against Armagh in 92 in the minor semi-final in Crow Park. You know, he was absolutely outstanding. But was Pori, I'm just wondering, was Pori Cooking on that team as well? You're Pori Cooking yeah. was, was he still there in 94? Um, I, I think he was, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. And, uh, he, was, you know, he, was, he was a good centre half back. He, he played for us coming back in 89, I think, in the championship against, uh, Sligo. But we, 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 dig, we digressed there for the minute. I was just brought up Michael Donlan and we, we, we went off on a tangent with the Roscommon and the Yales, uh, Strokes and Rivalry of 92 and the replay. And it was down in Finn the Hyde was being renovated at the time. So 48 minutes of that game in, in 91, going back to the drawing game and kind of final, Michael Donlan equalised for Roscommon to make it nine points apiece. And a minute later, 50 minutes, Colin McManaman, who was midfield for uh, Mayo, he scored his only point of the game to put Mayo ahead 10 points to nine. So, uh, 10 points to nine. Colin McManaman was from Boris Shrew. He was a very, very strong player in all through the years. Yeah. McManaman played against him. I remember playing against him once or twice when I was a, a goalkeeper and then in the FBD league, particularly up in Ballinlock, where Roscommon played either in Ballinlock or Ballyhonas against Mayo in the, in the FBD league. And I played in the FBD league, fine, FBD league against Mayo in 89, 98 and 99. 98 was in Ballyhonas, 99 was in, um, in, um, Bad and lock. I remember Colin McManaman playing that game as a. It was a, it was a game that shouldn't have gone ahead. It was like frosty. The pitch was very 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 um, hard. And uh, unfortunately, Tommy Graham got a bad injury that day. He broke his leg, and that was the end of his great career for Scotland. And uh, you know, it was sad that it ended in the FBD League in '99. It was the 10th of January '99. It was my own birthday. That's why I remember the day so well. But I, I always felt that game shouldn't have gone ahead, Aiden, because the pitch was so so hard. You could barely. You. Were, I was. I, this is my. I, I'm giving you my own experience of it because it was there. It was like you know when your studs won't go into the ground, Aiden. You know that sort yeah. of way. And that's that's the way it was. Your studs wouldn't catch. You nearly better off playing without studs when you couldn't play without studs but it's a pity that game went ahead in my opinion uh, I was in goals the, the ground was totally rock hard the studs wouldn't go in and uh, unfortunately um, it ended the way it ended like I think we won the game in the end but anyway to make a long story short uh, um, the uh, the Mayo team went ahead 10 points to 9 with Colin McManaman with that point in on the 58th minute. And then on the 51st minute, Paul Early equalised for Scotland to make it 10 points apiece. And in the 52nd minute, this is one of the great moments of the game, and credit must go to Gay Sheeran, who was an outstanding keeper, Aidan, for Scotland, as you know. And I know he's a, you're, a great, yeah. you're a great fan of his growing up, as we all were. So in the yeah. 50, 52nd minute, Ray Dempsey uh, shot for goal from 25 yards out, and it was going into the top corner, and Gay Sheeran brilliantly tapped it over to make it 11 points to Mayo 10 to Roscommon and um, it, it was one of the great saves he, he had a great season in 91 a great season in 92 as well Gay Sheridan. in fact he made a great save against um, Liam Hayes in the, in the All-Ireland semi-final that year Gay Sheridan did in Crow Park and he made brilliant saves in 92 and in my opinion Aidan Gay Sheridan should have got an All-Star in 1991 I think it was his best season he was absolutely fantastic I know he was up against Neil Collins of Down Mickey McQuillan of Mees and people like that but he, I think he should have got one for his longevity and his service to Roscommon and particularly the way he played in 91 he was he was he was absolutely outstanding 
Um, then at 54 minutes, Derek Duggan pointed a 45 for Scammon to make it all square. Mayo 11 points for Scammon 11 points. 56 minutes, Tony Morley out-jumped out Gaishir and flicked the ball over the bar with a punch. So it's now Mayo 12 for Scammon 11 with 14 minutes to go. The 63rd minute, Duggan points another free to make it 12 points apiece. On the 66th minute, John Newton, who was massive in the second half, absolutely outstanding. He gave Roscommon the lead with a point from play. Now it's Roscommon 13, Mayo 12. And then, lo and behold, Willie Joe Patton is on. Three minutes to go. His dipping shot is turned over the bar again. So by Gay Sheeran, who was dipping under, and he tipped it over. But Willie Joe Patton got the credit. 13 points to Mayo, 13 points to Roscommon. Three minutes to play. It's all to play for who's going to go ahead and win the game. It looked like it was Mayo on the 70th minute, time up, Liam McHale capitalised on a poor free in by um, Dermot Flanagan at 45. He collected the ball, turned, didn't even look at the post, sent it over. Mayo now 14, Roscommon 13. Everybody thinks Mayo have won. And uh, Gay Sheridan kicks the ball out, a long ball kicked way out the field. Uh, Willie, Willie Joe Patton goes up and catches it, but the referee, Pat Egan, said that he pushed his man in the back. And Roscommon have a free 60 yards out from the Mayo goal. And uh, Marty McDermott comes on the field. Matty Riley calls up Derek Duggan, and Derek uh, puts his whole boot through it. Hayden had the character, had the belief, the resilience to put the ball between the posts. It seemed to be in the air for an eternity, and uh, he uh, put the ball over the bar. And I think you know Seamus Duke was commentating on Shannon's side that time for uh, the radio, and he did a great commentary on Derek Duggan's free. So it's an epic moment in Scotland football and history. Hayden Derek Duggan says uh, he hit the ball as hard. He's his quote was I looked at it the last second the last second free I thought it was out of my range but when Matty Riley told me that I had nothing to lose I put my head down hit the ball as hard as I could and I was the happiest man in the world when I went over the bar and not alone was he the happiest man in the world but the thousands of Roscommon supporters at the game were happy people as well Aiden, to see that ball uh, sail yeah. between the posts and also it was a, it was a, an epic 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 um uh, score, uh, so it was play it again, Sam. After that, you know, replay the dreary summer weather lingered on, but the sun continued to shine for the GA Treasury Department because with all the draws in Leinster, Aid, and you know, Leash had drawn with me with Loud, and then you had Dublin and Mead, and then you had a, another inc- inconclusive result in the Connacht Senior Final. So the Connacht Council were licking their lips, if you like, and rubbing their hands, Aidan, that on this slippery, wet day with with the uh, rain sodden surface. Derek Duggan had had uh, kicked that ball over the bar, and that 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 free was probably worth about a hundred hundred thousand pounds to the kind of council aid. And so there is a value on that kick, you know, by Derek Duggan. I don't think he got a share of it, but he certainly would have been entitled to something for kicking that ball over the bar because it made the GA an awful lot of money. That's it, and as well as that, uh, you you know, the replay was like. Uh a tale of two halves, really, as against you know both games, because uh, you know on the, in the first game it was lashing rain and it was it wasn't really great playing conditions because it was so such heavy rain. But then in the replay, I remember I was at it myself, and I'm sure you were as well. It was it was like day and night. The, it was so, such a lovely day for the kind of final in the replay and in Doctor High Park. And I remember trying to get in, and the amount of people, I'd say, it was nearly a, 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 a lot bigger crowd going to the replay than was probably possibly in Castlebar if, if you can imagine that but it, it was really uh, 
It was a magic day now to see how, and of course, uh, Derek Duggan carried on his great performance that day, and it was it was heaven to to watch um, John Newton lifting lifting the uh, the Nestor Cup in the, in the stand there in Doctor Hyde Park after it, and uh, you know, of course, everyone knew. Yeah, there was a a trip to a trip to Crow Park uh, to look for the fans to look after to look forward to, and uh, yeah, that that's um, that was one one of the one of the greatest uh, Roscommon teams as well, wasn't? Absolutely, and 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 uh, the, the headlines were after the replay. Roscommon finally exercised the Mayo ghost, and that's what it was. It was because Roscommon, as I said, had found a difficulty to to beat Mayo in kind of finals in the eighties, and uh, the new decade had, had ushered in new hope for Roscommon, and that's what happened. Roscommon won by by thirteen points to one nine. Derek Duggan got eight points. Michael Donlan got a point. Tommy Graham got a point. John Newton got a point in the replay, um, and it looked like Mayo were going to win it because. They got a goal um, in the second half, close to the end, and it uh, it looked like that that was going to be. And that man, of course, Anthony Finnerty, who popped up for so many goals over the years, he scored the goal in in the replay, and it looked like Mayo were going to 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 grab victory. But Roscommon got two points towards the end, and of course, that man again. Um, Derek Duggan was the man that got the winner, and similar to the second half of the of the drawing game, Aidan Roscommon brought out Paul Early midfield that day in the sec- in the replay, and 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 he switched midfield with Newton going to full forward. It cut off Mayo's uh, supply to their attack. Uh, you know they had the ascendancy. Mayo had the ascendancy in the replay at midfield in the second half, but Paul Early without had a, a massive game. So Derek Duggan edged Roscommon in front. Um, four minutes from the end with uh, with the free and that was the winning point Aiden. you know that it was a, it was a it was no, nothing really two good teams nothing between those two teams and uh, so so um you know Derek Duggan he deserves the credit again Aiden. that uh, I'll just give you the end of the of the of the replay Mayo in the space of 10 minutes had come from five points behind Aiden, right there were five points mm. Roscommon looked like they were absolutely sailing home or coasting as some commenters like to use I like to I used to I, I like to wor- use the word they're sailing or you know they're flying they're, they're, they're marching to victory but coasting so Roscommon were coasting there were five points up in the second half and then Mayo scored um, they scored a goal with Anthony Finnerty and then um, they scored a couple of points and then Noel Durkin should have got a goal a couple of minutes later when he had all you do is knock the ball into the net but instead Gay Sheridan was there to save it so for the first time Roscommon gratefully accepted the let off by sweeping up up field uh, and they drew level with points by Duggan and John Newton Okay, and then uh, Tomás Tierney came forward put Mayo back in front only to see Derek Duggan equalise then Roscommon brought Paul Early out and Roscommon got a free four minutes from the end and Derek slotted it so 91 Aiden it's definitely going to be remembered as the year of Derek Duggan and from a Roscommon fans point of view if, if you think of 91 you'll think of the drawn game in Castlebar you'll think of the replay in Roscommon Derek scored eight points in the replay and then he scored 1-4 1-5 against Meath in the in the, in the All-Ireland semi-final when Roscommon unfortunately lost out by a point in the end but he, he certainly announced himself the words you use there Aiden he announced himself yeah. on the scene um, as, as a big time player for Roscommon and that's what he was 
And of course, as well as that, uh, I suppose you, you just touched on Anthony Finnerty there, and that that was a point I wanted to make as well about him. Uh, you know, in that period when uh, Anthony Finnerty was in the Mayo team, especially like you know, in played against Roscommon, he was nearly like um, it was nearly like always a thorn in, in Roscommon's side in, in games. Like you know, you think you're winning, and he 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 was one of those players on the team. Well, one of a, a good few on the on the start fifteen for Mayo. He always took some watching, and he always had to be very careful. And you know, I suppose really you have to be strategic in who you put on him as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, you know, that's that's the way it was at that time, Aidan. And um, the players deserve certain players deserve attention and the close marking. But it was it was a great um, time for Anthony Finnerty in, in Mayo. Like he he he. If you look at Anthony Finnerty, Aidan, he scored some massive goals for them. Like eighty nine against Cork and Dollar in the final, he, made, he scored a great goal. He was unlucky with a second one. He scored that goal against Roscommon ninety one in the replay. He scored a goal, I think, as well in the nineteen ninety six All Ireland final like for me. You know, in the drawing game, Aidan. So Anthony Finnerty had this happy knack of scoring incredibly important goals for Mayo, and. Uh, he he was like a poacher, wasn't he? A real goal poacher. Yeah. Um, he remember, we remembered unfortunately for that miss against Cork because he was very unlucky. He scored a massively important goal, a brilliant goal for Mayo to put them a point ahead, and they had Cork on the rack. And then a couple of minutes later, he got through in the same position, and he tried to plant it in the top corner again, the same as he'd done previously, but it just edged about six inches to the right of the post and wide. John Kearns, the former great Cork goalie, who's now gone to his eternal rewarders and goals. And if Mayo had got that goal, Aidan, I'd say it could have been lights out for Cork, you know, because they had lost two All-Ireland finals before that. And uh, Anthony Finnerty, um, of course, he was involved in that replay in 96 as well, you know, the big bust up. He was there. He played that match, Anthony Finnerty. And uh, he's, a, he's a real character. He's living in Galway now. He is, yeah. His son, Robbie, plays for, for Galway. He plays for, he managed Salt Hill knocked Nakara there last year, the day before Anthony Finnerty. But real personality. I remember being over on holidays in Galway in 89, you know, and uh, I remember being in a sports shop in Galway and uh, isn't it funny? I bought a Cork jersey from my summer work in Savings, and Anthony, Anthony met, saw Anthony Finnerty uh, just a few minutes later. Um, minding his own business, walking down the street, and my father said, "There's Anthony Finnerty, the Mayo player." Sure, it was because he had this bushy head of hair, you know, this fuzzy yeah. head of hair, and it was very hard not to notice him. And of course, people were saying, "How are you, Anthony?" Because he was he was a real personality, well liked figure, and a very very good man on TV and radio as well, you know. So. Um, so Anthony Finnerty, real real um, hero for me, all football fans, Aidan, I suppose. And luckily, um, it, well, w- unfortunately for Anthony, I suppose all his big goals came in games, Aidan. Aidan. Some of a lot of his big goals came in games that Mayo went on to lose. You know, they lost the '89 final, they lost the '91 Connacht final, they lost the '96 final. Eventually, I think he scored the drawing game, but but he, he nonetheless he was a really really good player. Yeah, I think he was from uh, Moygona in in Mayo, Anthony Finnerty, and. Uh, yeah. He uh, he is a, a. When anybody asks about Mayo football, you don't even they don't have to explain to anybody who Anthony Finnerty was. His name everybody knows and uh, respects as a as a as a great player. I suppose looking back at now, Aidan, we can look back on the Mayo players and with with admiration at the time when Roscommon yeah. were playing them. We wouldn't be sort of lauding them or, or or putting them on pedestals. But you have to give great credit to the likes of. Um, TJ Kilgallen was an amazing player. Uh, um, Liam McHale was an unreal player. Sean Maher was a very hard worker in the middle of the field, and of course Willie Joe Padden. Aiden. But Willie Joe Padden is arguably the best, one of the one of the best midfielders I've ever seen. 
purely for his ability to catch a ball. It was absolutely incredible. And uh, as I keep talking about the 86 um, semi-final, but also numerous other matches in. And uh, Willie, Willie Joe Patton looked like he had uh, propellant in his, sh- in his shoes, sort of like a uh, sort of little bit of a combustion engine that would propel him rocket rocket style into 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 the air because he wasn't the tallest man. He probably on five eleven, six foot, but he wasn't six five. You know, Liam McHale was six five. John McDermott from Mead was six four, six five. All those big guys, you know, you, you, okay, they've got they've got big height on them, so you expect them to catch high balls like like um, Anthony Tall and people John Newton. But but Willie Joe Patton wasn't as big as those guys, and yet Aiden, he could get up and over most of them. And uh, Mickey Quinn from Leitrim was another player, similar style player, had an incredible leap on him. Um, but Mayo, you know, we can look back now and say Willie Joe Patton, um, Anthony Finnerty, uh, Colin McMenamin, really tough player, Colin McMenamin. Um, John Finn was a good player too. Dermot Peter Ford was a great full back. Uh, Tomas Tierney. Um, Michael Fismarris, a good player. Ray Dempsey. And all those players. You know, we wouldn't dream of saying that, Aidan, when we were playing, when Mate Riscon were playing. Exactly, yeah. You know, but now we, now we can look back with, with hindsight when everybody's retired and say, yeah, these were good players. But at the same time, look at the players that's coming. Had Tony McManus, John Newton, Keir Sheeran, Pat Dory, Joy Connaughton, Seamus Killorden, Paul Early. Riscon had, Mayo people, Mayo fans would be saying the exact same thing, Aidan, about Riscon. Yeah. You know, objectively, they would say the same thing. These, Eamon Jr. Riscon had, we weren't realising how good that 1991 team was. It wasn't yeah. far off the 1980 team, in my opinion. It wasn't in terms of ability. Maybe it might have lacked one more class forward, like a Mickey Finner. But other than that, I'd say Roscommon in 1991 was as good as the 1980 team, Aidan. And of course, if we had them them back now today, it would be great as well. That's no disrespect to the current crop of players. But um, as we always say too, behind every team, is uh, behind every great team is a great manager. And I suppose when you look at teams like me, they had, you know, they had Sean Boylan, I suppose Down had Pete McGrath, uh, well, Roscommon had Matty Matty McDermott, or uh, sorry, John McDermott, you know, Marty, Marty McDermott, and uh, really he was a, a, a huge contributory factor to this, uh, to that win as well that year because he was a great reader of the game, and I think he was a great man for spotting switches that needed to be made. You know, if one of those seven players was having a bad game on their man, he always had a he had a keen eye to pick that out and maybe move that player on to another player, or you know, move make switches, or else bring the player on, bring on someone else. Uh, totally true, and you couldn't have put it better. Like, like in football and sport, in particularly in Gaelic football, um, IX Amsterdam have four headings in which a team operates. Technical, which is the skills, tactical, game setup, physical and psychological. So there's four legs of the table, if you like. And all of those four legs have to operate in unison well to, in order to be successful. And one thing you can say about Martin McDermott, his tactical awareness was absolutely tremendous. You know, the changes he made, bringing fellas off early when he needed to, bringing guys on. You know, Tommy Graham had a big impact in that 91 Connor final when he came on for Andy Leyland. Um, bringing Paul Early out to midfield in the replay. People like that. He, he, he was really good at, at spotting changes and, Aiden, a manager can do all the training with the team on the field during the week. They can physically get them ready. They can do all the, the technical aspects of the game, pick up, hand pass, tackle, block, catch, shoot and practice. You can get inside fellas' heads and talk about being brave and courageous, about the will to win, about having no fear, having, you know, playing to the max of their ability, the psychological side. But if a manager fails on the tactical side of things, 
all of the other three uh, aspects fall, the table falls. The other, yeah. the other three are in vain to a large extent. You must, it's horses for course, you must tactically set your team up to make life as easy as possible for your team and as difficult as possible for the opposition. Now, if you're up against the superior opposition, you must tactically set up in a way that makes life as awkward, as difficult, as truculent, as um, cumbersome and as hard as possible for that opposition. In, yeah. in effect, people people used to slate Jose Mourinho, uh, or Jose Mourinho slated Sam Allardyce saying that he, he coined the phrase park the bus. Jose Mourinho did back 10, 15 years ago. But parking the bus is a tactic. It's a tactic used by soccer managers to uh, stifle and stymie and obstruct a, a superior opposition. And when Jose Mourinho's team, Chelsea at the time, I think it was, drew with Bolton Wanderers at Stamford Bridge, parking the bus was seen as a derogatory term. But you know what? It was a tactical masterclass by Sam Allardyce. And the same works in Gaelic football. You must tactically set your team up in order to counteract that position. Particularly if you're playing against the breeze and playing against a strong team, you must have a defensive structure that can protect your spaces inside. Um, I was at the Clannagale uh, Pierce's Championship game a few weeks ago, and both teams in the first half, Aiden, were tactically very astute with Pat Flanagan on the line for Pierce's, uh, Liam Kearns for Clan, and both sides were bringing 13 players behind the ball inside the 45, allowing the opposition to have the ball outside the 45, and then Pierce, for example, were leaving two speed merchants up top, you know, that Colleran and Chumulty, who were able to link up the play if, if there was a turnover ball, but that's good tactical play. You have to, early yeah. on in the game, you must tactically, and Martin McDermott, coming back to Martin McDermott, he got Riscommon to an all under 21 final in 82 he got Roscommon to 4 or 5 kind of finals in the 80s and 90s we won 2 of them we were lucky not to win another 1 or 2 almost got to an all final in 1991 and uh, tactically he was absolutely great and a great manager a gentleman as well Aidan was a great footballer for Roscommon played for Orden I think he uh, was a sub in 1980 and all may have come on I'm not certain on that but I can't recall but uh, Martin McDermott great manager and one thing he had in his team, Aidan, that Roscommon now need to get back into their team. They had steel. You know, there was no, there was, yeah. that team rarely collapsed. Do you know, yeah. like this year in our senior team, like went up to Armagh, led after 15 minutes, went to the water break, and then Aidan, the team just collapsed. You know, like things like that. That You have to ask yourself, where's the steel? What's going on there? Why could, why does a team just flop like that? And that's a question that Anthony Cunningham has to ask of his players this year or next year. Why, yeah. why, why is the team just going down? And then they come out and play well against Kerry, do okay against Dublin, and then that defensive structure against, um, against, uh, Galway, which I've spoken about so often in the past day, and I won't mention it now today, but I think most of common fans have made their views known about the defensive structure of common had in 2021. Um, yeah. uh, we hope that that's the end of it. Uh, there is a, there is a way, in my opinion, to be defensively astute, as Clannagale and Pierce's did, but they weren't, that was for a phase in the game where they're under pressure. You know, this wasn't their tactic for the sixty minutes. They they let the foot off the pe- they, they put the foot on the pedal then and let the let the hand break off and, and went and attacked. But that was cagey opening gambits by both sets of managers, not allowing space inside. For example, Pierce's were afraid of uh Kieran Lennon. Kieran Lennon had scored eleven points against Strokes the week before, so they were afraid of his his prowess inside, so they were cutting out all the space inside. And it was a good tactic and it didn't it only lasted for the first fifteen minutes, but at the end of the day it's it's good tactic. So Mark McDermott on the tactical point of view was a great manager and uh, he was very successful he had the team very well prepared and he 
brought Roscommon uh, some great success and some of the greatest performances ever by a Roscommon team happened under Martin McDermott's uh, watch. For example, the league quarterfinal against Dublin in Port Leash in 1990, you know, beat Mead in Kiltoom in 1990 by a cricket score, you know, got to two league semi-finals, got to two All-Ireland semi-finals, played very, very well, won two Connacht finals and uh, unlucky not to beat Mead in the 91 semi-final. So, uh, so that was the team made in 1991 Connacht uh, senior football final, a great game. Credit to Roscommon for digging it out in the end, slogging it out. It was a dogfight, a battle. They looked like they were gone, and then up stepped Derek Duggan with that momentous uh, point for Roscommon to uh, grab a draw out of the jaws of defeat, Hayden, and allow yeah. us allow us to live another day and go on then to beat Mayo in another epic encounter in the Connor final replay a fortnight later in the sunshine this time in High Park. Yes, it will. And uh, what, a, what a game, as you say, will last in the memory. Well, listen, thanks very much, uh, Ray, for doing uh, looking back at the 1991 Connacht Senior Football Final, uh, the first game and the replay. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. OK, then thanks very much. Bye for now. No problem. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was Ray Lannan, former Roscommon goalkeeper. And we were looking back at the Roscommon, the 1991 Connacht Senior Football Final between Roscommon and Mayo in Castlebar and then in Dr. Hyde Park.